Hi everybody and welcome to my YouTube channel. Today we're going to be talking about three topics in Buddhism. Anicca, which means impermanence. Anatta, which means no self. And emptiness. But before we get started, if you'd like to check out my previous videos on the topic, I have a playlist on YouTube called Buddhism. Or you can also check out my website, becomingnobody.org, for updated content, offers, and services. So... What are these three topics? Impermanence, non-self, and emptiness. I wanted to start off today by reading a quote that the Buddha said himself to one of his disciples, Sabuti. He said, Because, Sabuti, when the king of Kalinga cut my flesh from every limb, at that time I had no perception of a self, of a being, of a soul, or of a person. And why? If, Sabuti, at that time I had had a perception of a self, if I thought I was somebody, I would also have had a perception of ill will at that time to the king who was cutting his flesh. And so if I had had a perception of a being, of a soul, or of a person, with my super knowledge, I recall that in the past I have for 500 births led the life of a sage devoted to patience. Then also... Have I had no perception of a self, a being, a soul, or a person? So that's pretty crazy, right? What are we thinking here? So Buddhism talks about rebirth and reincarnation, but at the same time, the Buddha said there is, in his later teachings, he emphasized there is no duality, there's no perception to cling on to of of a self or of a soul and he emphasized these this no self so how does that fit in so we'll start with the first of the three topics here which is anicca and that means impermanence and that was one of the buddha's first teachings he taught which any human can plainly see that everything was impermanent that everything was subject to birth to death to change and decay everything Everything in this physical universe, everything in the heavens, everything in the hells. No matter how long of a time span anything existed, no matter how long the sun shined or how long the earth stayed in orbit, eventually it would fall apart and it would decay. So that is, Anicca is the idea of nothing being permanent. And it ties in here to not even ourselves being permanent. And that is what anatta means. Anatta means no self or an atman, no self, because atman is the self. So what does this mean? Basically what we are saying here, what the Buddha was saying here, is that who you think you are doesn't exist. And that's why he says in there, if I had had a perception of a self, a being, a soul, or a person, so if I thought I was somebody... When the king cut my flesh, I would have perceived ill will towards him because he would have been attacking me. The only way I didn't perceive ill will towards him is because I had no perception of a self. So that's pretty, is that disheartening? What does that mean? Who? What's taking rebirth if we have no self? Well, it's an interesting concept. So at the fundamental level and the first and foremost is to say that who we think we are on a daily basis, the Buddha said, isn't actually real. We're just 
a coming together of the five aggregates. We're a coming together of different circumstances, of different events, and of different particles that form us. And so it isn't how many people think that an atheistic view that we're just a body, like how some people in science view us. It's viewing that even our soul, even our essence, even the consciousness that's taking rebirth, that's reincarnating, still is not a fixed entity and still eventually dissolves into oneness. So after those 500 births where Buddha cultivated patience and his thousands of incarnations, he came to enlightenment where he would no longer have to take birth at all again. So the idea of Anatta is that there's no permanent, fixed, separate self. There's no you that's separate from the rest of the world. You're actually one with the rest of it. And this is where the idea of Anatta in Buddhism and the Atman, the self, you being one with God in Hinduism and in when Christ said, me and the Father are one, that's where it comes together. Because all the Buddha is saying is what you really are is not at all what you think you are. It's not what you perceive yourself to be. It can't be categorized, rationalized, or explained. Even calling it a soul, a self, a person, or a being can lend you to misconceptions of thinking that, that that's real, that your analytical, rational mind can define what you really are. But really, it's like Alan Watts even said, the real self is so deep down and so hard to reach and understand, it makes more sense to just say that you don't exist because who you think you are really doesn't. And so this is also, it's a medium point. It's a point of despair, perceivingly, because you see that everything's empty, which leads into our next topic, emptiness. So you could see that everything's empty, everything's devoid of meaning. Really, it's not. Really, it's beyond meaning and it's complete bliss and oneness but when you first are introduced to this thinking and this understanding it's kind of weird to grasp so what does emptiness mean emptiness has a few meanings in buddhism really one but could be came at from a few different ways so first of all let's talk a little bit about science so emptiness ties in with quantum physics it ties in with the theory of relativity because emptiness tells us that all reality is empty, it's devoid. If you break apart any material form, it's just energy. It's just patterns moving around. It's all the same energy, just condensed into different forms and patterns. So really, everything in the universe is emptiness. It doesn't actually exist. Me, you, the TV stand, what you see outside, yourself, it's all empty. And the truest, deepest meaning of emptiness is one with nirvana, is one with bliss and enlightenment and ultimate liberation. So when in Buddhism it says that the world is all empty, there's two ways of looking at this. There is the emptiness beyond form, which is the emptiness of enlightenment, of ecstasy, of being one with God, of being yourself, that is nirvana. That is like the band Nirvana. That's what they're named after. Like that is Nirvana. But in later sutras, like in the Diamond Sutra, when Buddha got even in teaching to his, his deeper teachings, he said, 
Emptiness is no different than form, and form is no different than emptiness. So what he was saying is that enlightenment, nirvana, perfect peace, is no different than the form of this world. And this world, this form, is no different than ultimate enlightenment. So let me just explain this in a little more layman's terms, is that normal people, your average person, is completely defined by this world, right? Their conceptions of form, their their daily life. So it helps you first to understand emptiness or nirvana or anatta as saying that there is a reality much beyond this reality. And when the great sages talk about liberation or enlightenment or um, moksha, it means freeing yourself from the conditioned bondage of your karma, of getting free, of attaining oneness, of vast bliss, ecstasy, and rapture, and getting out of form, out of the material conception. But later, and even a further teaching, comes to tell you that, yes, but at the same time, this creation that we're living in right now, this is also a manifestation of the one. This is also a manifestation of God. This form is no different than emptiness. In the deepest part of our everyday existence is nirvana. And that's why when beings become enlightened, they don't have to go flee from this world. They might step back in order to find enlightenment, but once it's found, they realize it's everywhere. And it always has been, and it always will be. So that's a pretty short way of summarizing the teachings. Um, obviously, you'd want to, I would say first, you would want to study deeply into emptiness and into the formless before then seeing that form and emptiness are the same thing. So what are we talking about here? So impermanence, no self, and emptiness. What do these implications lead to? Well, basically they're telling you that you shouldn't hold on to any fixed views. You shouldn't hold on to any structures of mind that tell you that you got it all figured out and you know how everything works and how it is because everything's changing you as a fixed entity though you may be moving through millions of births and deaths ultimately don't even exist as that fixed entity so you're not the personality that you are in this lifetime and even your soul you're ultimately not but the crazy part and the the kicker to the whole thing is you're much more than all of that so that's what's tough to remember is like it could sound despairing but it's not because there's a vast emptiness you actually are everything you are everything so you're playing in the illusion as the separate self you're playing in the illusion as lost and as we can see scientifically the illusion is just as the Buddhas and the Hindus stated, it comes apart at the seams. When anything in this world of form is analyzed deeply enough by microscope, deeply enough by the laws of physics, deeply enough by quantum physics, 
it's seen that it has no inherent existence. Just as an electromagnetic wave can be seen as a wave or a particle because it doesn't actually exist. It's relative. It seems to be a particle when it's observed. When it's not observed, it's a wave of energy. It's nothingness. And those are our fundamental building blocks. We are nothing. And in being nothing, we are everything. So the teachings of Buddhism, it really isn't a it isn't a contradiction with other spiritual teachings. It just goes really far out there and way to the point of how it all is. And so it could seemingly contradict, but when you take any religious or spiritual tradition to its utmost point, to its extreme, you can see where they come together. And you can see that they're just coming at it from different angles, trying to explain it in different ways. So, impermanence, non-self, and emptiness. The best way to begin a contemplation on this, this will be the end of the talk, is sit down quietly to meditate and just think about, what is this? Who am I? As you watch the little subtle thoughts arise, to who do these thoughts arise? And that's called self-inquiry. Who, who, am, who is this being? Who's the one, when you say in your head, I, me, I'm me, I'm I, who's the one that says that? So you sit and contemplate that. Where does that come from? What is, what goes on? What's happening? And so those are actually, although that could sound silly, those are very powerful spiritual vehicles, spiritual methods that you can use. So you sit down and as you're meditating, you just watch the thoughts come up and you say, who, who's thinking this? From where do these thoughts arise? And that will give you, looking like that will give you your first insight into emptiness, your first insight into impermanence. And um, I do offer, now that I am a certified meditation teacher, some some, uh, you know, I'll, I'll definitely offer some services on that for anybody that's interested in meditation. So I wanted to finish with this. This is called the Buddhist Heart Sutra, the Haridaya Sutra, and it has to do with form and with emptiness. So just listen here. This is commonly used in a lot of Buddhist traditions. The Bodhisattva of Compassion, when he meditated deeply, saw the emptiness of all five skandhas and surrenders the bonds that caused him suffering. Here then, form is no other than emptiness. Emptiness is no other than form. Form is only emptiness. Emptiness only form. Feeling, thought, and choice, consciousness itself are the same as this. All things are by nature void. They're not born or destroyed nor are they stained or pure, nor do they wax or wane. So in emptiness, no form, no feeling, no thought or choice, nor is there consciousness, no eye, air, nose, tongue, body, mind, no color, sound, smell, taste, or touch, or what the mind takes hold of, nor even an act of sensing, no ignorance or end of ignorance, nor all that comes of ignorance, no withering, no death and no end of them. 
nor is there pain or cause of pain or cease in pain or noble path to lead from pain not even wisdom to attain attainment too is emptiness so know that the bodhisattva holding to nothing whatever but dwelling in prajna wisdom is freed of delusion hindrance rid of the fair bred by it and reaches clearest nirvana all buddhas of past and present buddhas of future time as well using this prajna which means wisdom come to full and perfect perfection here then the great dharani the radiant peerless mantra the prajna paramita which means the great wisdom vehicle whose words allay all pain hear and believe its truth and it ends with the mantra that says gate gate para gate parasam gate bodhisvaha gate gate para gate parasam gate bodhisvaha gate gate para gate parasam gate bodhisvaha and that means gone 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 beyond gone beyond the beyond awaken wow or awaken oh joy so that is the buddhist heart sutra so if anybody has any questions about anything we talked about here or um wants to practice any forms of meditation or spiritual study please feel free to reach out to me and let me know and we will be back next week with another series another topic in the series of buddhism <laughs>